G-Money. Did you snap while saying your name? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I did. I, I don't Sorry care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect anything. <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> it just felt cool. It was, it was one of those I, just I can like, see you I was like in the pointing moment. finger guns at your computer. <laughs> or like at a mirror that you're currently facing Wait, while might... recording. <laughs> okay. I had a moment of, oh, crap. Do I have my camera on? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Okay. Oof-da. Doesn't mean More nobody's here. watching, though. Oh, yeah, I know. But, meh. <laughs> That's the spirit. Let them watch. Let them watch. <laughs> Oy. It's How their time they're wasting. I'm doing well, by the way. I'm glad to hear How that. How are you? I am pretty okay. Okay. Yeah. I, as I told you right before we started recording, my schedule is a little wonky, so I worked Sunday night, mm-hmm. or evening, afternoon, whatever, evening, 4 to 9 p.m., and now I am, and, and I did not work this afternoon to sort of make up for it. I still did, you know, mm-hmm. as I am want to do, I did random odds and ends administrative stuff this afternoon. Um, in particular, there's just, uh, this one thing that I wanted to just, it was so close to being done. And then technically it wasn't done by the time I said that I was done working, but then it got done like an hour or two later and I was excited about it. So at, uh, in our academies, it's pretty common that we have stickers available for teachers to hand out in under whatever circumstances they deem acceptable for stickers okay mm-hmm. so okay. you know for whatever reason prizes for good work on a contest or whatever and obviously online there's not an easy analog for that mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't really just give students things you mail them stickers and they get them a week later yeah exactly so we were thinking about what we could do and it was decided that the best option for now we just wanted to test it out, is on Zoom that you can have virtual backgrounds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you aware of this? Yes, I am. Okay. So, and some kids like using them. We finally, we originally tried turning them off, and we learned that turning them off, apparently, even though it says that it will turn it off for everyone, it clearly didn't. And so we eventually gave up and just said, sure, virtual backgrounds, whatever. You know, teachers can mm-hmm. handle kids misbehaving with them like they would them misbehaving with anything in class um Mm -hmm. whatever and we realized that hey these are a good opportunity to treat these like stickers instead of giving a kid a sticker we can't we can send them a virtual background we can send them like to a url that would send them to an image that they can download and use as a virtual background obviously it's not as immediate so Mm -hmm. we'll still see how it actually ends up working right now we've just given them to um, our campus directors to make use of Mm -hmm. in their classes for a little bit and then we'll see how it goes and what we need to change but i was excited once we we had them all or we had a good number of them finished um 
early today, and so I was able to get those set up. So yeah. Hmm. So that was nice, and then other than that, you know, the the best thing about um, or I guess rewind for a second. The worst thing, yeah, the worst thing about, um, okay, that, this, this will be a bit, you know, exaggerative, but an annoying thing about this whole quarantine thing is because everybody is kind of stuck more than normal in their immediate vicinity. Mm-hmm. The tennis courts have gotten way, way, way <sighs> more busy than they normally oh, ever are. No. You know? It used to be a very rare occasion where I would go and not be able to just go in there right away. Mm -hmm. And now it's it's pretty common that I'll go multiple times in a day and it'll be occupied each time. (sighs) However, because I got done with work early today, uh, you know, I got to just stroll in there around 1130 and there was nobody there. So it was very nice. Cool. Yeah. Reminds me of going to study in, like, campus buildings during, like, the lead-up to finals week. Mm, yeah. Like, yo, I've been studying here all semester. Like, get <laughs> out. Everybody comes out of the woodwork. And then suddenly <laughs> everyone is there studying for the first time all semester. And it's like, yo, like, I should get priority here. Yeah. Like, this is my thing. Yeah. Like, just because you're trying to change your life now doesn't mean it should disrupt me. Yep. What I do, yeah. <laughs> what I did enjoy about finals week is that things shifted everywhere. So yes, libraries and whatever else were more crowded, but those were you know everybody taking up the libraries were people who thought that that's where you go to study. When in reality, yeah. what you do, freaking nerds, you, go, you try to study in the library. Go, go find an empty classroom because classrooms are way more available during See, finals no. week. We we lived in different places, Mark. That was the problem. <laughs> I know. I would study in classrooms all the time, and then everyone was using oh, them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But I figured out how to scam the system. <laughs> yeah? Do you explain. Yeah. Well, because I was an RA, um, I was allowed to schedule events and reserve spaces for said events. Like across campus? <laughs> yes. I suppose as a small campus, so that makes sense. So I reserved rooms <laughs> nice, for events that I knew my residents wouldn't show up to. So I just got to use the room. Yeah. And so I was still having, I got to check two things off my list. I was able to A, have an event and do my job as a excellent RA. Mm-hmm. And B, have a room that I didn't have to like wake up at an ungodly hour to go get for myself. True. Because I could just like kick people out. Because it's like, yo, I got this reserved. I'm so sorry. But yeah. like... GTFO, bro. True. Like I know, I know you woke up at like six thirty to get here, so that it was open still. But like, I woke up at like nine, and now it's mine. So mm. back off. Yeah, my strategy was the 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 web. There's a website for the U of M that you can access that has the schedule of every of every single classroom across all of campus. And it's not easy to navigate to, uh, but you can get there if you try. And so that I would, you know, go there and just start looking around at the different, or at least the buildings that I was very comfortable with, you know, mm-hmm. 
where I knew that no one would bat an eye if I just walked into an empty room and was there for a while. Yeah. Um, and that actually, I mean, I would use that also throughout a semester. Um, not super frequently, but often if there was some particularly tricky piece of homework or something, it was kind of nice and cool feeling to just roam around a classroom and have a big whiteboard or chalkboard or whatever to do stuff on. Mm-hmm. So. We also had, at a small campus, we had the issue with, like, oh, the classrooms were supposed to be locked on weekends. So, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I mean, that was the same here. This is all happening during the uh, work week, as it were. Ah, okay. During the weekends, it was, well, maybe sometimes, well, during finals week, they were, it was open throughout. So that was easy. Um, but I would use the conference room, because mm. um, the the understanding that most of us CAs had with the front desk is we had free reign of everything unless someone came asking for it, who was you know like a student. Mm-hmm. So I could just you know to to officially for residents, they can <laughs> only get the conference room for whatever an hour at a time, whatever the rule is. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, there was some fixed period of time, and then if someone else was asking, you'd have to give it up. And for me, it was super easy to just chill out there for very extended periods of time, because most people didn't know that that room existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for some of my residents, but... <laughs> uh, good times. Yes, yes, yes. I also learned over the last week that the um, uh, balcony railing of my deck is actually at a pretty good standing desk height. <laughs> and it's just just thick enough mm. to support my laptop without it feeling like it's going to topple. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait for in like three weeks you tell me about how you dropped your laptop off your balcony. Nah, I wouldn't. You're too careful for that. That's right. I have to be mm. some bird that comes and takes it away from me. <laughs> but that what, seems like unlikely. Yeah, I was going to say, most of the birds that I see are hummingbirds. <laughs> that would be one B.A. hummingbird, bro. I know. That would be honestly terrifying. It's pretty. It's pretty cool when they come and fly up next to me and I can hear their wings fluttering. Oh, geez. Like, I don't think I'd ever experienced that until I moved here and started seeing hummingbirds all the time around my deck. And they'll just come up. And once they're within, you know, once they're basically hovering over my deck and probably within five feet of me, you can just hear their wings going like, <laughs> like right by you. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Nice, dude. Yeah. Sick, bro. Yeah, man. Hummingbirds are pretty freaking metal, dude. <laughs> totally 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 rad. totally dude <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm kind of tired tonight so i'm on a weird level right now yeah yeah long day at work yeah i'm just trying to lean into it right now <laughs> i don't know i had a i had a long morning i was struggling with a something i was working on and just getting frustrated and then i went to work and like the exact same thing happened, but like times five. Hmm. And so I was just like, meh, I'll just go. I see. 
Uh, Hang in yuppers. there. Yeah, and then I was trying to put my comic in the thingamajobber, and the link broke, or the script broke. I'm sorry to tell you this now. You can? Yeah. So I think it's just done for now? Yeah, that's fine. I can do it the uh, old-fashioned I'm, I'm gonna way. I'm going to try it. I'm a big boy. It probably works now. I'm just going to see what I happens when I try something. Yeah, it just worked for me. What the heck? This is some BS. I did it three times, and then I had to delete it all. Hmm. Strange. Mm, oh, I think I know the problem. What'd you do? Let me check first. <laughs> yep. What'd you, what? I think I used the wrong script. Are you trying to use the timestamp one? What happens when I do the timestamp one? <laughs> How could you possibly use the yep, timestamp one? That's what I was doing. I wasn't paying attention. I was just using whatever one was, whatever like. Tab so now, so thing now I need to go into the, the script editor and take away the timestamp one because I literally never use it, and now it's just causing you confusion. <laughs> I am so upset at myself for bringing this up now. This is amazing. Now I need to see if I how quickly I can, because I mean I haven't looked at this code for over a year now. I wonder how quickly I can remove timestamp oh, oh I think it's just right here the question is do I have to it. remove all these functions just just leave it it's not worth it it is worth it okay it's worth it I guess nah never mind it's not <laughs> thank god <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've been I was not really dealing contemplating something which is oh. um, I'm very likely to uh, head back to Minnesota in the next few weeks is my guess. Oh. Um, just because, I mean, Aaron is flying back there tomorrow. Um, and I kind of, you know, and I had various plans to go back intermittently over the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I figured, you know, it would, it would be nice to head back and be with people and stuff. And especially since work is going to be remote for quite a while, it's not going to affect me too much. Um, however, the main way that it affects me is trying to figure out my various, like, desk setup stuff. Yep. And what I have available at home, and what, like, I'm probably going to drive back, Mm -hmm. so I can bring pretty much whatever I want, but it's just a hassle. And there are some things that I really don't feel like bringing and setting up, namely the desktop that I normally record on, Mm -hmm. like I am right now. And so I have to try and figure out, okay, how do I set up my laptop to be able to record? Um, especially since, you know, it's running a different operating system. And so I need to find, refine all the new, all the tools that I used to use and be comfortable with them again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking about and thinking about different ways to attack said problem, but... That's a story for another podcast, I think. Okay. <laughs> As I, in not comical start. <laughs> oh. Because I know it doesn't okay. interest you too much. But I'll listen. I'm <laughs> I'm at least a mediocre listener, I think. <laughs> you can always listen after we are recording. Okay. After we're done recording. We can, we can do that. All right. Brought to you by our friends Grant. Um, is Drabble by Kevin Fagan. And we have uh, 
a uh, kind of a a storefront sort of thing um well off a sidewalk with a you know labeled college newspaper office and a sign in the window that says cartoonist wanted and inside the office we hear the beginnings of a conversation not everyone is qualified to be a newspaper cartoonist drabble and the next panel we see it's the editor talking if you want the job you'll have to answer a few questions have you had any formal art training drabble says no have you taken any drawing or writing classes whatsoever? No. And the ed- editor says, Perfect! You're hired! And Drapple turns away like a diva looking over his manicure, <laughs> saying, I demand four weeks vacation a year. Oh, that was a wonderful description of that final part of the comic. Well, thank you. Like a diva. Yeah. So, is this a metaphor for your own employment or what? No, I. So I, I mentioned kind of vaguely this, but so this morning I was working on something that was frustrating to me, and I was doing some like three D modeling stuff for a project I'm working on, and um. Like, doing CAD stuff, like, it's something that I've never, I guess, like, in high school I took a class where we did a bit of it, but, like, I don't feel like I've ever been formally trained in doing it. I just, like, started doing it. And in some ways, I feel like I can just, like, hack my way through it and kind of, like, bodge it together. But in some more ways, I feel very limited because my lack of any sort of formal education on the subject or on the skill or whatever you want to call it. Um, And it just got me thinking about kind of formal training on things and kind of when, I don't know, like when formal training is important and like when you can kind of just like bodge your way through it. Yeah, I I think that that's interesting because it gets at a lot of... um... I guess obliquely at a lot of the stuff that I think about at work with like being in a primarily online based education system. Yeah. Cause I feel like over the past couple of weeks you've mentioned things where it's like, yeah, Mark, like God, he became the point person for this, but he has no formal training in this area, but like he just does it. Well, I wasn't even getting at that. Oh, okay. Um, I was getting more at the, uh, expansion of online learning and okay. and sort of self-paced on your own mm-hmm. curriculum and stuff like that like that's not it's not really formal training it's like some sort of a process that you're just sort of trusting is correct but like it's a lot of you got to be doing this on your own either way you know yeah. presumably you did not do a straight up I'm just going to sit here and read the documentation of this program to learn how to do everything. You probably followed some sort of tutorials, but it's piecemeal one way or another. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like any tutorials that you just watch, you're piecing it together on your own either way and pulling whatever bits of experience other people happen to have. Um, But for different people, that doesn't that may work and it may totally not work. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I've thought a lot about this 
in terms of different things that I've been interested in learning and the systems that work for me when trying to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know that for me, there's a lot to be said for having um, some sort of mental model laid out that I can sort of fit into. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, like it's much harder to uh, grasp at straws and pull a bunch of random information if you don't quite understand how to fit it together yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot yeah. of formal training fills in those gaps of, or at least good training fills in the gaps <laughs> of, this is where these different things belong and how they, like, it, like it's much more relational. Like, these are how these things relate to each other. You can find this information anywhere, but it's much harder to piece all the tools together. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and and there's also the matter of a lot of formal training introduces you to the things that exist in the first place. You know? Like, if I'm trying to learn, I don't know, let's say I was starting from zero on programming, which I'm not. You know, I've learned some, but... If I'm starting from zero, you need something to even tell you what is even possible. Mm-hmm. Right? I know that these oh, I know yes. that computers do these things, but I don't know what tools there are to do it. I have no starting point for where anything is. And you can go and read like Python documentation and learn about all the different functions that things have in excruciating mm-hmm. detail but it doesn't tell you how to link them together or how they actually interact or anything like that. The structure of yes. how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. So, so I definitely find that super interesting and I'm amazed by people who can just find stuff and put it together. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I know that I'm not quite that type of learner. There are a few mm-hmm. things that have meshed with me, but I work much, much better when I have a, some sort of a system to follow. Yeah, that, oh gosh. See, recently, when I'm like trying to learn new things, I've been, I've been really trying to, because I, I tend to gravitate more towards, I think, what your mindset is of like getting a, some sort of like a high level overview of understanding like what's possible, what you can do with a tool or whatever. But I feel like often I get stuck into the, I'm just learning about like, the high level stuff and I'm not actually learning about how to do something. And then I never end up using it for what I want to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to push myself to just like throw myself into the deep end on projects just so that, cause like if I don't do that, I often just like won't even do it. And so yeah. just like put myself in it. And then once I've started it, it's a lot easier to like keep motivating myself to keep working on a project. But then while I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I'm using this for something that I can do. And like, I don't know what to do here. Mm. <laughs> and I feel like I'm then ending up doing like Google searches for things that it's like, oh God, I'm Googling something at too high of a level of like, hey, I'm already like eight hours into this, but can it actually do what I'm trying to make it do? Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought it could, but I also never verified that. <laughs> yep. And, and then throughout that whole process, you're also on the fly learning what terms to even look for yes yeah like what's the language that people use oh my gosh yeah it's tough 
I almost called Matt today because I was just like, yo, I got to figure out like how to even, because that's the exact thing I was thinking. I was like, how do I like describe what I'm trying to do? Mm-hmm. Like what, what do I need to Google? I don't need him to tell me how to do it, but like he, he would at least know the terms to Google. Sure. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting and tough to, like, find all these resources, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I, again, my my viewpoint is typically much more from the math side of, you know, I'll poke around on various subreddits that are focused on math education, and people will ask questions of, you know, I'm at this level, I know this stuff, where should I start? And, uh, you know, trying to help people figure out where to go, like what resources are available, what will work for them, all this sort of stuff. You know, it's tough. Um, and also, I mean, I mean, thinking back to especially my later math classes. So when you're getting into stuff that requires more expertise, you're you're, you're a knowledgeable adult-like person, you know. So there's less handholding overall, but you know, this stuff is still really hard. If I compare, like, the lecture notes that my instructor would give, compare them to the textbook we were following, it was a crazy amount of difference. Mm -hmm. And that's not a negative thing on the instructor, really, because what they're trying to do is take the essence of the material and trying to present it in a more understandable way. Because Mm -hmm. they have the experience to sift through stuff that really isn't that useful is maybe therefore a level of formality that we don't really care about and nobody in the uh, discipline cares about, but it's made its way into this book for completeness or whatever. And you totally don't have that perspective if you're just reading through something. Yeah. But at the same time, it also feels nice when, like, you start, you are able, just, I don't know, maybe they're like little aha moments where you know you you start to pull together your broader skills to apply them somewhere you know so i I don't know if this happens with you and like you know you're using 40 different cad programs and (laughs) you're able to figure stuff out between them um but you think i have a way more powerful computer than i do (laughs) i'm not saying you run them simultaneously (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um but for me, it's a lot of very, you know, a lot of things that tend to grab my mind, grab my attention for a week or two at a time. I just like playing around with different kind of software things, like different different programming interfaces or just different random things that tend to be kind of programming heavy. Mm-hmm. So I remember playing around with. Have you, do you know what Blender is? Yes. Have. No, it was a coworker that I spoke about this with. Yes, Blender. I definitely know what Blender is. I have it okay. downloaded. Okay. I don't know how to use it. Yeah, like I spent a weekend playing around with that and like Are you serious? Yeah. Uh and, and like it's I'm not I didn't really get that much out of it, but I was able to follow a few tutorials and like some things started to make sense, you know. And but after I used Blender for a little bit, I started using this um piece of software called Godot which is a mm-hmm. video game engine. Yeah. And 
once you start getting your brain wrapped around some of these things and like, okay, I already have programming principles in my head, so I'm able to understand a lot more of this software and a lot more of it is um, learning the facts about this language rather than Mm -hmm. both the facts and the large amount of overhead that goes into it. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so, and math tends to be the same way, you know, once you get to a certain level of math and you know Mm -hmm. how to prove things, you understand Mm -hmm. mathematical logic, everything else is learning the different tools and theorems and definitions, but the underlying things are, are, are now in your head. Yeah. And you just need to get to that. Like there's, there's a lot of buildup to get to that base level and you need a lot of experience. And I often, I think. Typically, most people need a lot of help to get there, but the once mm-hmm. you're there, you can build off a lot. Yeah. So do you think that kind of in the process of educating someone or becoming educated, do you think it's that experience that's the most important, kind of the the application of those tools and those, not tools, but like those base theorems? is kind of like that application process is most valuable because it sounds like from how you're describing it that you're saying that like once you know how to do the application process like you can be presented with a ton of things and solve a variety of problems or am i misinterpreting you yeah like yeah like every i think every discipline has some some set of foundations that you want people to get to and once you have those set of foundations, anybody with those can expand out into many other things. But without those foundations, you are more or less helpless. Like if you wanted to write code, but you don't understand like the basic logic behind programming, like the different principles of computer science, even even the most basic stuff of just like, you don't you aren't able to conceptualize what a loop is yeah well then like, you're just you're just kind of screwed you know yeah yeah like the <laughs> hacking 101 type things you know yeah and once you get these basic ideas then those start building out into uh more advanced principles you know like if you're trying to learn object oriented programming once you get your head wrapped around what it means to like build an object Mm-hmm. And like all the different, and you under kind of understand the language that people are using, and you start to instill that into yourself, it becomes much more natural. And same with math, you know, a lot of people can learn, like, the um, blunt tools of math. Like they can learn the kind of the basic, like these are the these are the procedures that you should follow, right? Uh huh. Just like I think anybody could probably follow basic tutorials and cookie cutter stuff to program some stuff um but that doesn't mean that you really have a good understanding of it or that you can Mm -hmm. expand beyond that yeah yeah you know like for me let's you know also talk about math let's talk about chemistry which is where our roles are very heavily flipped you can keep talking about math that's fine no i know but i'm just saying so so let's say i go i go back to my various lab techniques that i know right Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. I know a freshman amount of lab techniques. <laughs> Honestly, that's pretty darn good. That's I know. a lot of techniques. But, at, but even though I know those techniques and if you asked me to do stuff, 
I could do them. That doesn't mean that given a situation, I would know which tool to use. Yeah. Right. So if you uh, like the, and this is where, you know, I think a lot of disciplines are the same is people can learn tools, but it's that next step of applying them in different situations and being able to selectively choose what makes sense. Mm -hmm. That is a really, really hard next step. And a lot of times it's not taught very well Mm -hmm. because it's much scarier to teach. Yeah. And much scarier to learn. Mm -hmm. This might be too big of a question for us to delve into right now, but do you have opinions on thing or on kind of like ways you think that can be taught well? Because I definitely have opinions on that. Do I have opinions on this, Grant? <laughs> okay. I guess yes. the question is, what are easy, your opinions on this? But maybe we should save this for some other time. <sighs> oh, I'm so into this right now, though. <laughs> we totally don't ever write down anything that we ever say we're going to save for a future. <laughs> I know. Can we, though? Should we, though? I mean, we might we might as well start now. There's no reason not to start now, because um, this is like pushing me into like my ideas about the value of like research and like giving people with very little qualifications the opportunity to do research in their kind of path towards education. Yeah, and so like we should talk about this. Probably not the rest of the episode though. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Maybe it can be our, our 100th episode special. <laughs> oh, God. What number are we on again? Let me 92. check. I, oh, he told me for once. Normally when I ask that, you just tell me to F off and check the show notes. Uh, I'm in a good mood. Oh, I'm like, I'm glad you are. I feel like we've <laughs> kind of really gotten into it tonight. We have. Oh. But, yeah. Hmm. Did you have a lot you wanted to go with into your comic? I feel like we're... No, not very much. Oh, okay. But you might as well read it <laughs> at okay. this point. I think I, I've lost my momentum now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like. I really like stomped on the brakes while I was also like trying to hit the accelerator on a separate train. But because you know trains have brakes and accelerators. That's right. Because actually, do I don't know. We're not going to get mean, into that. That ish. might be too much. I I wish in, I knew. In, it. Actually, a, cr- I know in a, a crude engineer. sense. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) I'm sorry. My brain is like all over the place right now. (laughs) So you you got Robbie and Bobby by Jason Poland. Um so we got is this do you know if this is Robbie or Bobby? Uh I believe it's Robbie based on the other comics that I read before choosing this one. Okay, so it looks like we got Robbie, who is a uh, young-ish child. And he is standing in a place, and he sees a phone book in front of him. And he says, the new phone book's here. He picks it up triumphantly and quickly, very quickly, might I say, Chucks it into the recycling bin. Or slam dunks it into the recycling bin. That seems more appropriate. Is slam dunk a verb or should I have just it said can be. dunks? 
I think in uh, English we have turned many things into verbs. Because I, I hate that. But I just well, did it. Turning something into a verb? Yeah, I think there's a lot of words that shouldn't be verbs that have been verbed. Yeah, but like, slam, slam dunk is pretty uh, minimal on that front. Okay. I suppose I suppose English language enthusiasts may uh, um, say that that's just may uh, lead themselves on a slippery slope argument, but still. Okay. See that slippery slope is what got me to questioning if that was okay. I know. like, <laughs> like if you ever tell I don't me disagree. that it was thunderstorming, like, I, I'm gonna be upset. Thunderstorm is a noun. Stop trying to thunderstorming me. But I I think it's because people want brevity. It's much more concise to say that, and every every single person understands what you're saying, as opposed to saying it was storming and there was basically only thunder. But if there was thunder, there was also lightning. Doesn't mean that uh, you saw the lightning. Well, yeah, if your eyes are closed, I guess. But like, like if I was just in my house. It would be very easy to experience a thunderstorm and want to describe it as thus. Hmm. Anyway, are you chucking phone books in the recycling bin, Mark? Uh, no, I honestly didn't really know what I had to talk about with this. When's the last time you got um, a phone book? I mean, I've never received one living on my own. Okay. I haven't um, either. I don't think my like. I mean, I guess I can't say for sure. My my only memory of getting phone books was when we used to live in our house that I lived in growing up, which we moved out of when I was in whatever sophomore year, junior year of high school, something like that. So, I don't think I've really even seen one since then. <gasps> I guess I, I mean I'm sure I have somewhere. But it hasn't registered. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What I did do, though, this is what I think this is why it caught my attention. It's just because I wanted to tell a story. Okay. So, are you aware of the MythBusters uh, phone book episode? The tearing a phone book in half episode? Uh, or is no. this different? No, no, the, no, no, no. The the intertwining pages one. Yes. Yes. I yes, did that yes. once. Oh my god! You have. When was this? How old are you? How much I was time in did you middle have on school. I was oh in god, middle school. I'm so sorry. And I was just. I just sat on the family room floor, watching baseball with my dad, interlacing these phone book pages. It probably took the length of the baseball game, which is you know a couple hours. And then for several years after that, I had a wonderfully intertwined phone book page. Phone a, a pair of phone books that I could show off to people. Oh my god! It was really cool. It was really cool to have it and like test it myself. You know, <laughs> At- because of all of all the myths that the MythBusters have done, how many can you easily do at home? Yeah. How many would you know? They all they always say don't try this at home, but and you typically you would believe them. But this is one where until they brought like the tanks out. It's like, no, I can try this at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can have these two phone books and just be amazed that they don't come apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like, I I miss having so much free time as a kid. 
and yeah. knowing what to do with it. Like, That's I have free time now. I have so much free time on the weekends. Yeah. But, like, I don't feel like I do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go find two phone books. <laughs> I was going to say, like... Oh, yeah, I had enough free time to intertwine all the pages of two phone books. It's such, like, a bizarre flex. <laughs> like, I agree. That's cool. But, like, also, like, it's definitely not cool in some ways. But, like, I'm super interested by it. Yeah. I don't know. I would. I have no issue having that amount of free time. Oh, yeah. Like, I wish I had that much free time. And I wish I utilized said free time to do something that was a a bizarre, but yet still kind of cool flex like that. Yeah. I I guess I kind of do, but like... You totally do. <laughs> hashtag flex on the bros. Or whatever. Not your best hashtag. This is Ugh. why our social media presence is so poor. Hashtag not my best hashtag, bro. <laughs> see that was better that, that, one, that one just might make it <laughs> oh. I'll tweet that right now can we name this episode hashtag not my best hashtag no spelled out hashtag no, and then we're the not doing come that. on it's a terrible terrible name I've had so many terrible name ideas that I've been tempted to put in the show notes this episode you can put them in that's fine. Like I'm, I'm open to yeah, suggestions. Yeah, and you will ignore them, and then you not gotta edit out all my typing. They noises. might be good. It's not worth it. They might You'll... be good. Yeah, they might be good. Just like I might become Superman tomorrow. Like, come on, bro. If only we had followers who could make this trend. Oh God, we gotta get, we gotta get like some celebrity to follow us just for like funsies. I feel like, mm, I don't know. Only people I can think of right now are like British comedians because like they they don't give a fuck. So like oh, all right, I just tweeted. Oh jeez, am oh, I going? That's lo- right. We do have one follower. Is it worth me logging into Twitter to see what this is? Oh, re-downloading Twitter and logging into it to see what this is. <laughs> to see what what is this tweet? What? Oh, the tweet that I just tweeted. Yes, remember I don't have a Twitter. All all I tweeted was make it trend hashtag not my best hashtag. And we're relying on our one follower to make it happen. Let's see is, the power of networks. Is this the dude who like emailed us, or is no, someone no, no, else? No, 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 we don't. No, we don't have a dude that emailed us. We do have a dude that emailed us, but well, yeah, your coworker. <laughs> no, we also had that dude who wanted to like collab with us, but he didn't know who we were because it was clearly just like a form email that he spammed people with. No, it's not that guy. <laughs> Wait, who follows us? Okay, I'll download it. No, it's Erin. <laughs> oh. I didn't even know she followed us. It definitely I, automatically... I don't, know when, I don't know when she started. I'll start following her. <laughs> you weren't following her back? Dude, I don't, this is, this why is our the Twitter first time I've opened work. up Twitter in like two months. <laughs> oh my god. I need to re download it on my phone for this. You're not up to This is the right first now. tweet that we have tweeted in years. A, ca- a calendar year plus two days. Yes. Uh, oh my last, gosh. Our last tweet was. The 18th of April for episode 39. Oh my god. We also gotta start slotting into people's DMs on here. Wait, you can DM people on Twitter, right? See, uh, that's how far outside... Oh my god, we have a follower. Oh, okay, yeah. I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had like a two second brain fart, sorry. <laughs>